Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Canadian Politics is Boring! There we go. Hey! Hey! Uh, we're back. I think we're, we're all hey. rejuvenated. The election's gone. We're all feeling better. We're back on the back on the old uh, the, the the fun train. The, the fu- I was gonna. I was waiting for you to say wagon, but fun train is way better. Fun train destination. <clears throat> um, I'm drinking. I'm drinking coffee and eggnog, which Reese won't participate in with me. I don't. I don't. <clears throat> I fully respect people who enjoy eggnog. Each to their own. It, you know. <laughs> Everyone's allowed to live the life they want to live, and if you're an eggnog drinker, I'm not judging you. It's just not for me. I'm going to eat a Twix. Yeah, Jesse's got four Twixes lined up on the table, mm-hmm. almost as if, um, I don't know, as if he's planned them out, like one every five minutes <laughs> or something. So. <sighs> oh, um, important news, I've mm. got a big update on my uh, the box stuff right. that happened. Your driveway. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you want to re, uh, recap for our listeners, if, yeah. if we've got some new listeners? So, Hi, listeners, by the way. I'm Jesse. I'm Reese. This is Canadian Politics <laughs> is Boring. I'm going straight to the small talk. <laughs> so, um, the I had a bunch of boxes dumped at the end of my driveway. They had the name and address of, of a neighbor who lived about five minutes away. Um, so I tracked them down online and found their details because their name and address and all their information was on these packages. And rather than shaming them on the resident site, calling the municipality to find them or anything like this, I just reached out to them and said, hey, uh, 
aren't you afraid of identity theft? I've been able to contact you and find out all this information about you. I've got a picture of you now because... Da, da, da. Anyway. That's very funny. You actually sent them this. And they came back to me and they were like, I have no idea how the boxes got there. My husband, uh, the woman who, who had message, she, her husband had left them on the end of the driveway. They'd vanished and they wondered where they'd gone. So uh, I think what happens is some people go around looking through boxes to see if there's anything good in there and then they dump them at power place. Why would they bring, like... Why would they like go to their driveway, look through their boxes, decide there's no, nothing I think good they pick, in them? I think they pick them up rather than looking through them on the end of the driveway. Oh, and they walk with and them, and then they dump them off. So somebody's going through all the garbage. So I said to my, I said to my kids, I was like, "This is a mystery." <laughs> so we're all victims here, um, and it got me thinking about, right. um, got me thinking about uh, suburbia and the amount of crime in suburbia. So true crime is, everyone seems to love true crime. It's the number one genre of all podcasts of all time. It's well. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's true. So um, I, I'm I'm going to launch a new podcast. Oh, good. Called uh, True Suburban Crime. Do you want do you want to hear my trailer? I do want to hear your trailer. There you go. Suburbia, a place where happy neighbors mow their lawns, kids sell overpriced lemonade, and Facebook resident groups act like secret police, maintaining peace and order. We all sleep soundly, knowing that extra 20-minute drive out of the city reduces our chances of getting murdered or tear-gassed. But what if under the facade of this middle-class heaven, darkness lurks? I'm Reese Waters, and on my new podcast, True Suburban Crime, I'll uncover the untold horrors that plague suburbia. From garden sheds flaunting planning guidelines to residents not cleaning up their miniature labradoodles crap. Clotheslines mocking local bylaws as they flap in the breeze and the sheer terror of bored teenagers doing stuff. This show will chill you to the bone as we expose true suburban crime. Warning, not a real podcast. A thing Reese just made up for fun. <laughs> what do you think? Yay! I was playing again. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, we're going to have to listen so to it again. I, I, a gap in the market. <clears throat> I love it. I think you should... Uh, I know you said at the end it wasn't a real podcast, but I, I think you should make it like a limited series run. Like, just well, if, do... if any listeners have been victims of suburban crime to the caliber of what we're... I mean, not you know, those issues are pretty extreme and life-changing. Yeah, maybe if not some, have, like, super dark ones where, like... I know people do get murdered in suburbia, but I thought it was fun to focus on the, the, the true suburban crime that nobody ever talks about. Right, like graffitied butts on the side of cars. Yeah, or, yeah, or, um, I don't know. Cardboard boxes left in people's driveways. Couple, exactly like yeah. that. So, so I think you should make it a limited run, a limited so, series. And the first episode is trying to solve the mystery of the uh, the dumped boxes at the end of so the driveway. So were you just about to ask our, our audience if they had any suburban crime stories that they they could be a guest. Out. I they could interview them about their, their story. Okay, so email us at CanadianPoliticsIsBoring at gmail.com. And, and if Reese decides that your story is good enough, maybe it'll go on his, his new... True Suburban his, Crime. His True Suburban Crime <laughs> podcast. Well, I seriously think you should do a limited run. Yeah. I do. I think like just like 10 episodes or something. I think that'd be really funny. But <clears> yeah, and if you just want to be interviewed and make stuff up, that's fine too. I could do that. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It also gave me like a great idea for a movie. I've been trying to think of a movie to write for a while now, and I think that 
like just the fact that you live in a suburban area and you have like what do you have like a Facebook group? Yeah, they they yeah the Facebook group, and if any everybody like if anyone, I was joking about this with a friend. Mm. <clears throat> you you hear a firework, you count to five, you go to the residents Facebook group, and then a, a post appears going, "Who's launching fireworks at this time?" <laughs> And it doesn't matter what time you do launch fireworks off, it's never appropriate. It's either too early or too late, or my animals are scared, or um, I don't know, anything. I, want, I just think the concept of having a group. It's self-policing. You don't need the police anymore. Everyone polices. All you've well, got to do is like have a mob to go to somebody's house to, for punishment, and that's the final step. I, I, um, <clears throat> I lived in a house with like a lot of roommates. Before the place where I live now, a lot of roommates. And we had, and it was a big house. It was like a six bedroom house with three bathrooms. Like it was a big, big house, yeah, yeah. a lot of roommates. So like, like if something was happening, it was difficult to tell where it was coming from and who was doing it because it was a big house, right? <laughs> so like, but we had an online, like a, a Facebook messenger yeah, like yeah, yeah. group just for the house. And, and it devolved into... Like just sheer madness. Like it was yeah. the like passive aggressiveness at its finest. And and it got so bad, so, so, so bad. I eventually moved out and then I moved into a new place with uh and I had just I had only three roommates, <laughs> right? And I was telling them about our group messenger chat for the the previous house and one of my roommates, he looked at me, he's like, If you ever start a group chat for this house, I will kill you. And so we've never that's, that's really, yeah, it's a good. Well, at least he, he he drew a line in the sand. Yeah, that's a good way to start <laughs> with murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about a story? <laughs> oh wait, do you have the ending to this yet? The that ending? was the ending. That they somebody else moved the boxes and the mystery continues. The and I'm going to time. investigate it with a new podcast. Oh okay, oh, okay. Episode one is what happened to the fucking boxes. <laughs> that's actually a great title. <laughs> <laughs> do that. What happened, what happened to the fucking boxes? <laughs> boxes <laughs> my eldest son is obsessed with sherlock holmes he loves like mysteries and things like that yeah um he watched enola holmes on netflix I, enola holmes was great yeah he it was very absolutely fun absolutely loved it um so he was down there with his magnifying glass looking for footprints oh my god that's so cute <laughs> so, anyway. so uh, sorry sorry uh listener for taking so long just chatting here but like it's been a while since uh, Reese and I kind of are back on the horse, and I just I just miss chatting. <clears throat> it's nice, yeah. it's we nice. don't we don't we just ignore each other until we hit record as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just like as soon as we stop recording, we divert eye contact, and I bolt out of the room as quickly as humanly yeah. possible, covering my ears. We, we famously don't get on yep. off the air. It's we just yeah. yeah. I put the boxes in your driveway. <laughs> <laughs> you remove them from somebody else's driveway. <laughs> this little this little mess with his head. <laughs> It worked. <laughs> exactly. You're starting a whole new podcast because of it. <laughs> he loves the true time podcast of the back of it. Anyway, this episode is called Reuse, Recycle, Dump, Forget. Dump, Forget? Yeah. Dump. Dump. Stop popping in the microphone. Dump, okay. Forget. Dump. Yeah. Um, so, a, soft, <clears throat> a soft P. So two, uh, three years ago, 2018... The last, you know, a lovely year before the world fell apart. Mm. Uh, the Philippines followed through on a threat to send 1,500 tons of illegally dumped rubbish back on a boat to Canada, ending a six-year dispute between the two countries. Hold on, what? Where do you find this shit? This In, is amazing. Internet. So Canada, 
Canada lied. They sent <laughs> they sent fifteen hundred tons of 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 um, refuse to uh, to the Philippines. Yeah. Why? Um, Who? Um, Why? What? Because because where? <laughs> I'll, I'll go into it. So <laughs> so in twenty fourteen, to wind back to when the dispute started. Uh, 69 containers had been brought to the Philippines from Canada, falsely declared as recyclable plastic. But it was, in fact, electrical and rotten household waste. This is from the Philippines? Yeah, so a lot of Western countries don't keep their rubbish or their garbage in their own country anymore. They now export it to other countries. So recycling, for instance, will go to another country to be recycled. Okay, I didn't. I didn't know that. So, so if someone, if a country is like, we need to recycle all this garbage, we'll send it to this other country that recycles, and they just have a program. Do they like who? Where does? Well, it's it's kind of like uh, you know, like how I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, like how, how like fifty, sixty years ago, they would have just had a dump outside the city, right? And they would have just put it there. And we've got our oh, living standards are way better. Nobody lives near a dump anymore. If you look at it, essentially. We used to have all of our kind of like poverty and social problems. Um, we're all within a country or a region, but instead, it all got. We exported those problems to other countries. So what they've done is export that. What do we do with all the waste we produce to countries that don't have as much money, who will take it off us cheaply um, as a source of income? So the idea of recycle it was like, hey, this is recyclable plastic. Here's sixty nine shipping containers from Canada of stuff you can make remake to do other things with. Turns out it was just electric, oh, so like broken was, electrical a, goods and like food waste. Oh, Ugh. so hold on. So normally it's a, like a free exchange. No, no, no. They sell the rubbish. Are they actually? Or they pay them to take it off them. Sorry. So like, uh, there'd be like, a value to it. So like another country would sell us their plastic remains. So no, that- Canada exports all of it. It tends to be rich countries sell their rubbish to to poorer countries, who can then recycle it for and well, then, supposed and to then be sell it. Yeah, for... I'll, I'll get more into it. So, okay, Wilma Eisman. So hold on, I just want to I just want to kind of like get this idea. So like, there's rich countries, middle class countries, and then poor countries, I guess. And then the rich countries will sell their recyclable materials to middle class countries, who will then recycle that stuff and then sell it for a profit to oh, other they'll countries make, they'll make other things out of it okay so that's that's yeah, what yeah, we're... yeah yeah they just want to like western countries just want to get rid of it i'm feeling country. i'm feeling really stupid it's like today. it's like it's just like, like, it's like my like brain a, it's like is a, not turned on yet and it's I'm like a hand-me-down <laughs> it's you... like a hand-me-down kind of you know it's almost okay. it's it's it, it works for everyone right. uh, apart from the people who end up having to live in, in so in canada had had quote-unquote purchased maybe not quote unquote, no they'd they sold literally Canada, no, what? So Canada had had sold. Um, it's like a weird Abbott and Costello sketch. So, <laughs> I'll just read it and it'll it'll explain everything. Okay, so um, so Canada had Canada had delivered sixty nine shipping containers. Like we've got we've got listeners who 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 genuinely okay. Well, like they're one time listeners, and then they go, they leave a one star angry review of how they can't believe how stupid I am, and it's just because I don't care about politics. And Reese like learns it just before he teaches me. But like this episode, I'm really coming across as a complete and total moron, and that's okay. I'll own that. That's okay. <laughs> I'll I'll just read it because it'll explain everything. Okay, it, I'll, I'll tell. You're trying to get me to explain the story now, but I laid out in a way yeah. that will unveil. I'm interrupting you in the middle of explaining the story yeah, yeah, yeah. to explain the story yeah, yeah. to me. Explain yeah. the story to me now. <laughs> I will. I'm trying. 
Um, <laughs> so. Oh, golly, Jesse, I've got some great news. We've had a fresh delivery from the ad man. Gee whiz, Reese, really from the ad man? Smell them, they're fresh. Oh, ads. Can I talk about Wilma? Like from the Flintstones? No, no, Wilma Eisma is the administrator of Subic Freeport. And she confirmed uh, in 2018 that <sighs> 69 containers of garbage had been loaded and sent uh, to to Vancouver. Now, uh, from where? From the Philippines. From okay. the port. So the dispatch of Canadian rubbish had been sitting in two Philippine ports since 2013 and 2014. And Canada refused to acknowledge the issue. They're like, here's your Canadian recyclables. Oh, look, it's worthless to us and also disgusting. Uh, because imagine food, household food waste and electrical goods rotting for six years in 69 shipping containers. And we bought this? No, uh, Canada dumped it in the Philippines. Oh, this is our problem. Yeah, yeah. This that is we Canadian. gave it to them. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, oh, wow. So so it became... Okay, this is where it's starting to yeah. clear up for me. And the, the environmental <laughs> activists, including people from like Greenpeace and Eco Waste Coalition, said that the, they, they created it. They started a, um, a campaign with some banners on boats saying, Philippines, not a, not a garbage dumping ground. So um, it's... <laughs> I mean, that's just a great slogan yeah. for any country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly. <laughs> so the Philippines... If you, really, if you want to raise your, your tourist dollar, like I your know. tourist impact, you're just, that's not a great a, slogan. Not a, not, a not, not a dumping ground. Not it's a, like <laughs> Halifax, very few people get murdered. Yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. Tell me you wouldn't want to visit. I want to live in Halifax. <laughs> Is that your Canadian? You're working on your Canadian accent. That was or? my, yeah. Uh, no, that, that was, was good. That was like a chirpy American. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That'll work. That's um, it. <laughs> So the Philippines won a legal case in 2017, which ruled Canada had to take responsibility for the waste, but they still did nothing. And the Philippine president, Rodrigo D D Duterte. Um, What's his name? Rodrigo Duterte. He's like, he's like, a, he's this is a Filipino name. He's, a, he's, he's kind of, he's a very aggressive leader who believes in the, the police should just be allowed to shoot drug dealers in, like in the streets without uh, kind of. Wow. Yeah. This is the Philippines. This is the Philippines. Yeah. Okay. So he he took a very person. He's very hardline. He took a very personal interest in the saga, demanding Canada take back the waste or vowing to have it towed and dumped in Canadian waters. I'm kind of with him on this. On this occasion, on you this know, one yes, occasion, he's hardline. Yeah, yeah. He's known for <clears throat> having murdered lots of people, but you know, even, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't mean even, I'd vote he, for him. No, no, even, <laughs> even a broken clock is right twice a day. Right, exactly. <laughs> Um, so the, it got so bad that the Philippine government recalled its ambassador and consuls in Ottawa um, because they failed to comply with a May the 15th deadline to take it back. Um, and apparently the, the, relationship between, the relationship between Duterte and Trudeau was already tense because Trudeau had uh, vocally criticized Duterte's violent crackdown on illegal drugs. Oh, my God. I know why you're telling me this story. Do you? Oh, this can't be a coincidence. What There's... are you talking about? My piano, your office. What about it? You need me to take it back? No, no, this I is left nothing it to do with you left, Jesse left his piano in my office during the live stream. No, this is not about your... This isn't a, <laughs> and I left it. It's been here for a month because I've been sick, and I didn't want to come and inspect the office. This, this, but isn't, like, this isn't a long-winded metaphor. I <laughs> thought it was. For a second, I'm like, oh, that's really clever. Because yeah, yeah. no, in this story, I would... Take be, your fucking piano home already. In this story, Jesus. I would be Duterte, the hardline... <laughs> 
You would be. Uh, if you don't pay, take it home tonight or I'm going to set fire to it in front of your house. Um, so, <laughs> it was just early you were telling me that your business partner was begging me, begging, not asking, begging me to take the piano He's home. He's taking up a whole desk. <laughs> We don't have that many desks. So, like, I know what I'll do. Don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll have a, I'll do a podcast episode tonight where, where I do this like long winded story of how you shouldn't leave stuff at other people's place. Yeah, this isn't a sixty nine <laughs> container <laughs> household waste and electrical goods. Um, so, <laughs> I'll take the piano. Yeah. Okay. True, true story. A woman Kate knocked on the door asking if she could buy it because she saw it through the window. That's hilarious. And her piano was just broken. How much was she offering for? It's not my piano, I can't. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the Canadian government eventually contracted French shipping giant uh, Below Logistics Canada to, to, to return the, um, the shipping containers. But the president of the Philippines said, uh, refused, and they, they actually booked their own shipping company to take it because they didn't trust them to come and get it. She said, if Canada yeah. will not accept their trash, we will leave the same with it within its territorial waters. The president's stance is as principled as it is uncompromising. The Philippines is an independent sovereign nation and must not be treated as trash by other foreign nations. Um, so, and, and to give you a bit more context about it, so prior to the uh, January 2018, Canada had shipped half of its recycling exports to China, which was about... Uh, which imports, for, which did used to import 45% of the world's global waste. Wow. Um, and it was mainly... To recycle and use and Yeah, it, was, it, it was plastic that was either burnt just for, for energy. For shits and giggles. Just burn plastic. I love burning it's plastic. horrible for everything. Yeah. Involved. <laughs> a bit of advice. Burn, like get a plastic water bottle, set it on fire, smell the, the fumes right, really deeply, and then um, you just, you know, nothing, okay. nothing's the same ever again. Yeah, because it's... <laughs> Don't okay, do that. Don't do that. That's horrible advice. That's incredibly toxic. I know. Just, <laughs> it was a joke. I can't tell with you yeah. anymore. <laughs> Dear um, listener, please do not do what Reese just or, said. <laughs> or recycling what they, they were um, supposed to. So, uh, But China banned imports of 24 types of solid waste, including unsorted paper and all uh, lots of different types of plastic and mainly plastic, plastic bottles. So what happened was... Yeah, um, so Canada needed a new place to yeah, dump it. Yeah, so Southeast Asia, um, they have lax environmental regulations. Don't we have our own recycling plants? I don't get it. Like, aren't we recycling our own shit? It would make sense. I don't see the environmental benefit of loading up into shipping containers and all that fuel expended on ships to take it other places. Right. Surely there's more useful stuff Canada can send to the rest of the world. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I don't like, get it. I don't know, like a thousand beavers or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, so the, the other countries had like more lax environment. You've been in Canada for way too long. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the only thing you can think that Canada could export. Oh, um, beavers. What have, what have we got that nobody else does? <laughs> get rid of our um, fucking beavers. The, so the waste is disposed of by dumping or burning it. Um, and they and This is in the Philippines China. or in China? This is, uh, so Malaysia, Indonesia, Vietnam, and the Philippines. Okay. Malaysia's intake of garbage rose from 168,000 tons in 2016 to nearly half a million tons in the first six months of 2018 because Hold China said no more. Hold on a second. Wait, 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 wait. These countries aren't recycling it? They're just dumping it or uh, burning what, it? I'll tell you what happens to it. So... Um, based, we, so, like countries China? like Canada will will sell it 
to these countries who will take the money and then just take it and dump it in a corner or yeah, so, burn it. I see. So a significant percentage of this imported trash is composed of mixed municipal waste that cannot be recycled. Much of it ends up illegally incinerated on roadsides and dumped in unregulated landfills where it releases highly poisonous fumes oh or God. is dumped in rivers where it finds its way to the oceans. I love our fucking world. Oh, my God. It's a great system. It's just a fucking fantastic place we live um, in. Ugh. Jesus Christ. So, uh, this is. So, the, I need a Twix. The Malaysian I need, Prime I Minister. A, I need a candy bar from a corporate just entity. That, wait, just wait for that rapper to end up in Malaysia. Um, <laughs> Thanks, so, the, <laughs> so the, the, the Malaysian Prime Minister, Matar uh, Mohammed, uh, has criticized the practice of wealthier countries such as the UK, United States, Canada, and China because they send their non recyclable waste and their recyclable waste to other places. Um, They've also sent 3,000 tons of illegally imported plastic uh, back to places like Spain, the US, China, Japan, France, and Canada. And it keeps to es- uh, it keeps escalating. Um, there were 265 containers of abandoned plastic waste illegally imported from Hong Kong, Canada, Belgium, Japan, uh, Germany, and the US just sat in a port in Malaysia. Um, and I love this. So when, when they sent... When the uh, Filipino government, uh, when the Philippine government sent the ship, ships back with the the waste in, considering Canada ignored them for six years. Six years. Yeah. Do you want to know? I forgot you, know you the, said that. That's... Do you want to know what the Can- Canadian Environment Minister's response was? Yes, please. So uh, Catherine McKenna welcomed the news of the waste being returned, telling reporters on Thursday, "We committed with the Philippines." This Thursday. No, this, this was like three years ago. Okay, yeah. We committed okay. with the Philippines and we're working closely with them. This is after the Philippines said, six years later, we're just going to send it back. Wow. So I, wow. Love, I love the spin on that. We're really excited to get 69 containers of, of pure trash that has been baking in the Philippine sun for the last six years. Oh my God. I cannot I even, wait. I never thought of Justin's that. Justin's going to go down and open them himself. <laughs> just try and stop him. <laughs> it's like a kid on Christmas morning. <laughs> so there we are. <laughs> I can't picture this. Just like trying to trying to get a good PR spin on it, and Justin Justin's going down to the docks. What am I? What am I opening again? What am I doing? Just put on a good happy face. Takes his wife and his kids. Yeah. <laughs> Nice photo opportunity, yeah, the good. paparazzi. There. I wonder what we'll find. Yeah. <laughs> it's just some like, some like KD mac and cheese that hasn't even rotted. It still isn't decomposed. <laughs> just try and stop him. <laughs> Justin, you really should. No, yeah. no, no. I'm going. God damn it. <laughs> Is- Oh, oh my God! Uh, oh, that was really funny. <laughs> so there we are. So uh, yay! So so uh, the message I want everyone to take from this is: please recycle. Uh, oh I, I got a better God. idea. Don't Wait, don't, don't recycle your bottles with recycling. Uh, what you need to do is because of uh, global warming or the climate change and the sea levels rising, keep all your your uh, plastic bottles. Just tape them together to build a giant raft. Because by the time right. the sea levels rise from all the the destroying and the that's smart temperature changes, yeah, you then have some kind of galleon built out of uh, Evian bottles. That's great. If only if only the you know 
Tom Hanks had that in Castaway, like a metric well, shipping honest, container if, full of. If Castaway was done today, there would be enough bottles washing up on the beach for right. him to do that anyway. So. Or an entire shipping container. Yeah, yeah. It was just yeah. full of plastic container. Well, no, it wouldn't be plastic. It would be rotting. Would it float? Would a plastic con- would a shipping container full of plastic bottles float? I mean, that's the the age old philosophical question, isn't it? I know. <laughs> No one's there to watch it. <laughs> uh, so, that, did you like that story? I did. I kind of want to know what happened at the very, very end. Like, I, I think they just didn't. They didn't want a lot of coverage, did they? Right now, so, I suppose that makes a lot of sense. What was the if, name if of you, the? If you've seen sixty-nine shipping containers suddenly appear Jesus. in your town somewhere, that's so. I can't even imagine. How come there's not photos of this everywhere? Like, that's crazy. Because I don't know. Like. 69 containers three years ago i don't know that's amazing if you're in vancouver and you want to go and look for them uh, it might make a good suburban crime episode there we go right ship container crime true (laughs) shipping container crime a spin-off which if you've watched (laughs) the spin-off of the of of reese's new podcast yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. if you watch the wire spin-off number one so (laughs) i'm already spinning off a spin-off yeah there you go it's just going to be 15 trailers of new spin-offs without any without ever making a thing (laughs) what was the name of the of the environmental minister who said that she was working closely with the, the Filipino government? Uh, the environmental minister who said she was working with the Filipino government and looking forward to it. Yeah, looking forward. Uh, to arriving, that was Catherine McKenna. Catherine. I don't, she might not be the environment minister now. Let's see if we can find her uh, on Twitter and... and, uh, and just... ask her what happened. Yeah. We'll look into it and we'll do another episode. We'll do an update. Okay. Wonderful. Sure. Okay, cool. Well... Uh, what's the call to action? Oh yes, right. The call uh, to oh action. yeah, I, I already did it. Make a galleon out of water bottles. That's a that's a big call to action. But it sure, is. okay, you can make a raft of any size. If you, what can you make out of recyclable <laughs> materials? Oh, that's send a us, good one. Send us a picture. Oh, I like that. Send us a picture of what? Yeah, so it's like it's arts and crafts day. Arts and, like remember we had the the cake made out of stationery. That was amazing. This is now make a, a waterborne craft from recyclables. There you go. Anything you want. Yep. Yeah, from like a, a raft or a galleon or a barge. What, what is a galleon? Like a giant wooden ship with cannons. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That'd be impressive as sail. fuck. That's An angry man on the front going, charge! Or something. <laughs> if you do that, dear listener, you've won the internet. You've won, but... you've won our acclaim. Our, <laughs> our respect. Our respect. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to win our respect, there's a new contest. <laughs> Top prize is our respect. <laughs> uh, oh, don't forget there are um, uh, new ringtones out on there, our website. Oh, there are ring. We're, we're going to work on the personalized ones, but there are a shit ton of ringtones. They are ready to go. Yeah, from our live show. Um, and we just put a uh, we put a handful of them on our website, and they're available for everybody. You can download them, and not, some of them are ringtones, some of them are voicemail message, like leave a message at the beep sort of. So that's not really a ringtone. It's a no, voice, it's, it's a voicemail, like a voicemail, a, message. A voicemail greeting. Yeah, but the uh, best go, one is um, my favorite uh, prospector, is prospector Satan and Bigfoot. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> that's by far the best. Yeah, I kind of I kind of love the insight. If you were at the the live stream, you would, the other one is uh, someone at a bingo hall. Calling out bingo numbers and then they get murdered at the end or something. Well, the the bingo hall catches fire is what I asked him oh, to do at the yeah, end. Yeah. But like, if if you didn't watch the live stream, you wouldn't know that. So just listening to this voicemail greeting is this guy, this this bingo greeter Liam Fair who voiced it. 
from Hello City. And he's just reading out bingo numbers, and then he asks you to leave a message. He reads out more bingo numbers, and then starts screaming in terror, and then it ends. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's bingo for you. (laughs) I'm going to go now. Thanks very much for listening. <laughs> That's uh, how you know bingo is over. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Do you want to say bye, Jesse? Bye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it, no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there.